Hello and welcome to the Dancers Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Donahue. We have a really fun guest, uh, Andrea Moore. Andrea is a comedian, actress, writer, dog owner, and one of my best friends. I met her right when I moved to Los Angeles, and we became friends right away, and she's still very close to me, and I put her social media stuff down below. A couple of announcements before we get into the episode. I will be performing in Denver, Colorado, uh, April 14th and 15th. You can get tickets in the link below. And if you want the full interview and an extra episode of Dancers every single week, I, I hate the the tone I just did when I said extra episode of Dancers, because I am trying to trying to get you to do it, but I, I, I hate, you want an extra episode of Dancers every week. What, what am I, a car salesman? Listen. If you like the podcast, you can get an episode there every week. I'm going to still put stuff out here, but if you just like it enough and you want to support it, and uh, you can just, it's $5 a month, which isn't that much. That's like, that's half a cup of coffee in certain cities. Please support, please go on there. And I, I add a lot of fun stuff. I'm trying to make the Patreon a fun place. But anyway, I digress. Please enjoy the interview. Thank you for listening. I'm doing a podcast in the middle of Hollywood is so tough because when I have guests, I feel bad when they have to stay outside for too long. It's so cold out there. It's like no, 62 okay, degrees. That wasn't, that wasn't my the issue. My shirt just came out of the dryer, but my dryer is in a hundred percent. So it's wet. Right. Th- that, yeah. it, that would be your like complaint about it's like there's, <laughs> there's men walking by with like knives dripping with blood and you're like, it's so fucking cold. Well, if they're walking by with knives dripping with blood. The knives have already been used. Right. It's like, it's like seeing a used condom on the ground. Right. They're not horny anymore. I'm going to tell you two things. One, a used knife can be used again. And two, a used condom out here that can definitely be yes, used Yes, it can, but it's like being bit by someone with rabies. <laughs> <laughs> if they've had their vaccine. Other than being... Have you a, had your rabies booster? Have you gotten it? I got, I got the fake card. I went to a barber shop and got a fake rabies booster card. I remember sitting in line at Dodger Stadium to get my rabies shot, and then I realized it was actually a shot of rabies. Oh, and I'm like, I'm in the wrong line. Right, they're trying to thin out the herd in Los Angeles, which I think I am all for that. If it makes Hollywood quieter and this podcast really comes into its own, (laughs) not that it hasn't come into its own, it's come into its own. It's come out of its own. It's come back into its own. Okay, it's reusing that used condom. And ten people have been listening the entire time. (laughs) It's very good. There's ten people who really are invested in the ebbs and flows of this podcast. Okay, can I tell you a story first before we get started with the interview? Because we haven't started yet. Oh, okay. None of this has started. Okay. Do you remember the day we met? Do you Um, remember? Because I remember. I know that I saw you at a mic. Yes. But I don't remember us meeting. Okay. So, Lyric Hyperion, open mic. You Hyperion? Had Lyric Hyperion. What is it? Hyperion? Hyperion. Fuck you. I Hyperion. don't give a shit. Okay, sorry. I don't live there. I just, Fuck them. If the 10 people, like, I don't want them to embarrass them. They all I'm live, fine with you embarrassing them. They yourself. all live in Muskogee. Don't worry about Oh, Muskogee. It. Yeah, they live Very in Jewish part of Illinois. <laughs> so... Um, Nazis marched through there. Did they? Yeah. Oh, and the ACLU defended them, like their right to march. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, I'm like, hey, if you're walking or cycling instead of driving, I support that. It's not like there are a bunch of Nazis in like 
Rams. That and that's my big problem with my white supremacists now is always the in cars. SUVs. Yeah, Ugh. they're in gas guzzlers. Yeah, it's fucked up. I know. Thanks a lot, Bush. <laughs> the ACLU is just mad at them because they weren't using cars. Yeah, it's like an ACLU Sierra Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, collab. Collab. The collab everybody wanted. Yeah. So also featuring Pharrell for some reason. So we're at uh, the Lyric Hyperion. You know what? I changed my mind. It's Hyperion. Thank you. Uh, open mic. It was my first time seeing you, and <laughs> I. It was. It was shocking when I first. I. I really. I was taken aback. Cause really. Because I was just like, yeah. Because like, I guess like Dana is like sort of like a is Dana like an, Donnelly. Dana Donnelly is like like sort of an appetizer into Andrea. Like I feel like. Like, knowing her sort of prepared me in a way for, like, you. But just, like, like comic after comic just being, like, like going up there, like, mostly dudes. And they're all just kind of like, uh, like, a girl made me slap her in bed. Isn't that wacky? I feel like for a really long time that was the only bit people were doing. Yeah, and then it became not so wacky anymore. And then it became the opposite of wacky. And then a four-foot... 11 women but but in in chunky shoes that were about dana is four foot 11 and a half i'm five feet i'm taller than dana this is well known this is well known on the internet in like like chunky platform shoes and i remember you did the joke about uh i don't know if you want me to burn it we can we can cut this out of the podcast but it's the the joke that really stood out is the one about how guys who eat pussy all have broken dicks do you remember this no you don't remember that bit it was so fucking funny. That sounds like a really annoying... No, it killed me really? and Killian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? It was like, guys are always bragging about oh! being good at eating pussy. I totally And about every this. guy who's ever been good at eating pussy has a broken dick. That's so true. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Am I the voice of a generation? When did you get into stand-up? Um... Okay, well, this is funny. So when I was in college, like going into my senior year over the summer, I dated this alcoholic who was really wealthy and he flew me out to New York twice during the summer. And um, he would tell people that I didn't know this. He would tell his friends who I'd never met before that I was a stand up comedian and I had never done stand-up before. I never expressed any interest in doing stand-up, but it must have been like in his brain. Am I being too a little closer. No, no, oh. no, you're perfect. In his brain, he must have been like, this is the way to impress my friends. Like, I have a funny girlfriend. I'm just going to say she's a stand-up comedian because in my head, you know how people tell themselves lies? Like, Hilaria Baldwin probably does think that she's Latina. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's awesome. Like, I don't think she thinks she's lying. Right. And she's you, just You don't think he herself. thought he was lying? Yeah. Like, I think in his head he was like well she will she could become one like she's funny enough and also i'm cool enough to have a girlfriend who's a stand-up comedian so it's if my friends think that there's not actually a like right. falsity and then i just started doing stand-up because i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like well i might as well and then i was good at it and it was like a way to meet people and I did it a couple of times in college and then I moved out here and I had like a five minute set and I remember going to Chatterbox and 
killing because I had worked so hard on it. Like now when I go to an open mic, I'm like, oh, what's this thing I thought of when I was like in the shower? And, right. Uh, like Steve came out after and was like, oh, that was like, that, what's, you know, what's your name? That was a funny set. Yeah, what are you doing after the show? Me and my, my girlfriend. Yeah, we're, we're looking really cool. for a third. Yeah, we're trying to go to a, a pool party later. Yeah, yeah. And that pool party actually was where I met my manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's so funny because so many uh, people in stand up started because of an alcoholic boyfriend, but never in that way. That's yeah, like a very sp- yeah. like you had an encouraging alcoholic boyfriend. He was really nice <laughs> and he would drink so much. Yeah. Yeah. Would you both drink a lot? No, I would go to bed at 10 and he'd be like out drinking. This is why we became friends. It's stuff like that. Okay. I've always been a go to bed at 10 type motherfucker. Always that. I feel like when I got to college, I had this idea in my mm. head where I was like, this is I'm going to. Be a party guy. Yeah. I bought a snapback hat that That's was floral cool. print, a floral Ooh. print snapback hat. It wasn't. Let me tell you, it wasn't. It was bad. Yeah. And people who were in college who actually had style knew it was bad. And I think that was like the beginning of the end for me was a snapback hat. And uh, I tried to go to like my first party and get fucked up. And then at 11 p.m. I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is it? Like, yeah. this is what people are... And it wasn't like a bad... People were fucking. People were sucking. sucking? They were sucking and both fucking. And that also. was in, like, 2013. <laughs> so was it was a totally college. different economic landscape. Was it? Was I in college? 20, I guess it kind of was. Well, yeah. I think you graduated high school 2013. I graduated... So you graduated college 2017. That would make sense. Yeah. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Well, I you was, were at the Lyric Hyperion. I, I don't remember anything. I was dead sober the whole you time. You were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you were in bed. I'll I was, talk... In fucking a rug like a bug. I was snug as a bug in a rug. Um, I do love getting fucked up. I don't want people to think I don't like getting fucked up. Listen, Andrea gets absolutely plastered. She gets into fist fights. I almost did recently. Really? When? I, we don't have to talk about it. I Verdugo bar. I, it's fine. Oh, um, come on. Well, there was like this. It's not a very interesting story because care. there wasn't a fight that happened. That's fine. Those can still be interesting. Okay. Well, right. <clears throat> I was at my friend Dave Horowitz's 39th birthday party at Verdugo Bar yeah. in Glassell Park. And this, I was sitting on the stool at the bar and this girl, like I sense her butt is touching my butt. And I'm like, okay, oh, I'm not allowed to say butt. No, no. You can <laughs> do not. Hey, <laughs> hey, fucking. <laughs> Kids listen to this. Sorry. Her poo-poo. <laughs> Please. No, just a little closer to the mic, but go on. Okay. Um, and I and then she just gradually started like like basically gentrifying me off of my stool. Whoa. Yeah, A cab, baby. I had, okay. I had like one cheek on and um I like look over and I'm like, Can I help like is everything okay? And she's like, Yeah. Everything is okay. Oh, is yeah. everything okay with you? And oh, I'm she's like, fucked up. This no, she's a- like really mad. I think. Dude, but, uh, she's but, trying to sign. She's trying to close out. No, no, no. The the facial expressions that you just like gave. That is. Well, I'm fucked up. T- yeah. Well, you're drunk right now. But that is like typical drunk woman at a bar. Like, yeah, everything. Like everything stops with a hard beat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everything is okay. Right. It's like if you read what she was saying in text, it'd be like, great, this woman's fine. Right. It's like it's being shot out of a semi-automatic weapon. Out of a t-shirt cannon. But you're in the third row. You can't get You're fine. You're safe. Yeah. And then 
I was like, I was like, I feel like you're trying to get onto my seat. And she just was like very rude to me. And I was like, I'm, have you, I'm sorry. Like, have you been to a bar before? That's really and she funny. goes, yeah. Have you been to a bar before? <laughs> and I go, yeah, that's why I'm asking. And then this guy comes over, this like five foot six guy with one of those like chains that indicate that you're five six, like just in case you only see him from here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. he goes, he go, he's like, I'm with two guys. He assesses the situation. He's like, that girl's alone. This girl is with two guys. Right. So then she, he immediately takes her aside, doesn't know either of us. You're kidding me. He goes to the bartender. He looks at the bartender. He points at me and goes, yo, Desiree, get this bitch out of here. And the security guard and the bartender come and my friends Mookie and Sean are like, it's okay. Like, we're leaving, whatever. Like, but you know, it's like her problem. Like, she's the one who instigated. And they're like, we don't know what instigate. No, they didn't say we don't know what instigate. (laughs) But like, we went outside and. Is that a three syllable word? Get that out of this bar. The security guard came up to us or the bouncer or whatever. And he's like. Sorry, like, I know it wasn't your fault, but he he kind of, like, this is, like, his bar. It's, like, a territory thing. And we're, yeah. like, Verdugo Bar, where they have the stand-up show called Friendship Buddies, right. has a territory issue. They have board games. Well, uh, there, there are people who are uh, such high-degree, like, losers in their <laughs> lives that they don't only stake claim on these small territories, but they... they when they do have it, they run it like a tyrant yeah. somehow. They're like a and mom and pop landlord. Exactly. They're we're, like, sorry, we're not Blackstone. We're, you think they're going to be better, but somehow they end up being like way worse. They're way worse because yeah. they don't have power. And it's like power corrupts, but also I would argue just a tiny bit of power corrupts more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've come across a bunch of people that you get into, you get into some run-ins, the, huh? The funny thing you is have like, a couple of run-ins They had lately. to like escort, like my friends and the bouncer were like, they're like, Andrew, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I'm like, no, let me. Like, right. I've never been in a bar fight before. This could be really good for How me. How big was the girl? Um, She was probably only like five, four okay. or five, five. But I think she would have beat my ass. Like, Maybe. I think I would have been, I'm like a chihuahua where I think I'm really tough. Right. And then I'd be like, that actually really hurts when you bite me and pull my hair. <laughs> you're being a bitch right now. She's beating the shit yeah. out of you. Like, you're actually being a bitch right now. Yeah. I thought we were on the same page. Um, I thought we were on the same page about me beating you up. <laughs> that That is a funny, when, when like a fight does start in public, there's usually like, Almost always I've seen this like a guy or a woman who thinks words will still work like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. gotten so far past that right. point like a dude is getting like hockey punched and then like there's a guy who's like whoa whoa all right and <laughs> <laughs> so though a guy who's like actively hockey punching yeah. guy is gonna like look up and be like. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like that happens all the time in movies, like in fight scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not, what is this guy doing? No, no. It, it, that, that tactic doesn't work. But you fuck it. You almost got me into a scuffle not too long ago. Yeah. You almost got me into a little parking scuffle. Yeah. With your foot. Fu- and I got to say this the same way you described that woman trying to push you off a chair. It was like you were trying to push his car out of the parking space. Okay, but to be fair, he was also on the other side. I was totally at fault, but if I wasn't at fault, he would have been at fault. Yeah, this dude came into a A mic. A compact space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dude came into a mic. I was was sitting there, and 
somebody was on stage who's a friend of Eli. mine. Eli Lutsky, which is the best person it's to so be on funny. stage. It's like, of course. Eli will be on the pod, but he's the, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. No. I yeah. wouldn't have it any other way. So Eli's on stage and the dude comes in and he's like, doesn't like take a second or whatever. Someone, and it, by the way, if you're looking at this on a grand scheme, it's a guy who just let his temper kind of get out of hand, which is fine. Like, people, that happens all the time. No, it's good. It should happen more. But you're not allowed to put that on other people. So he goes in and he's like, who the fuck, like, in the middle of Eli's set, who the fuck parked it? And then you were like, oh, it was me. And then he was like, you're parked next to my brother. And you go upstairs. And me and a buddy, like, followed you up. Um and we were hoping you two would be fighting by the time we got up there. Yeah, we, yeah, we were hoping that you would be uh, handling your own. But you go up there and you're moving the car and the guy's standing there like just steaming. And- Wait, but but there's some context we're missing. Yeah, is what that is that? Before you followed me up, I was walking with him. Yeah. He's a really big guy. Big and guy. I go, I'm I'm small. I'm five feet tall. I'm like 103 pounds. Yep. And I'm talking uh, as we're walking up. It's quiet. And I go, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, that's totally my bad. Like, I wasn't upset i just was like i fucked up right you know it's not like i was like you didn't have to do that or right it wasn't like we were walking up in the silence i was like i'm sorry man he didn't say anything right like there was no response weird so after me apologizing in a very demure way and he sees who the person is who's responsible right. for parking so close to his car he's still upset even yeah. though i'm fixing it i apologized and i'm so i'm i'm let i'm less uh what is it like high stat i'm much lower status than right in a way yeah i mean definitely when he saw your car he already knew that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. so i get up and he's like fuming and i maybe didn't have to say anything i could have just stood there but i was just like dude what and he starts like just what do you mean dude what you see how and i'm like yeah she parked bad like but then you saw how bad i parked yeah you parked really bad it was maybe this (laughs) It was crazy. It was I, when I saw it. I was like, I will still I, defend I, me to the. You death. know, I'm a dog. I'm. Arf, a, hey, arf 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 arf. I'm a dog out there. I will defend. But when I saw it, I was like, it's probably like when a lawyer is getting a case. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, like yeah, when yeah. a public defendant is like getting the case, and you're just looking over, like, and it's like. You wrote your name in blood on the scene. Yeah. Like, that's what how bad the parking job was. But it's, we all fuck up. Everybody makes a little mistake here and there. Doesn't mean you get to, like, yell about it or whatever. And this guy was just like, whatever. like go to it. And it's like, by the way, this guy, pretty big, probably a little bigger than me, very well could have kicked my ass. So I wasn't, like, I wasn't being Mr. Tough Guy in any way. And that, that little thing, I've talked about this uh, a couple times on the podcast, but there is a thing in I think a lot of dudes brains where you'll have like an interaction like that where there was one really funny part where the guy uh the the guy's like all right she moved the car like we're good and I was like yeah we're yeah we're good he's like yeah we are fucking good and I'm like we gotta set this guy up with the girl from Verdugo bar that would be awesome oh my god he'd be like I love you. And she'd be like, yeah, I really like you too. But and- he, he says some shit where it's like, clearly the situation is diffused, yeah. but he clearly still kind of wanted to, and I've been there before. He clearly still kind of wanted a little, inter- and he, he was like, yeah, so we're fucking good. So walk away. And then I go, why did you add that last part? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did you add that part at the end? And he was like, fuck you. Dude. Like that. And I was like, all right, we're good. And I walk away and he goes, fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I got to say this. 
And this isn't me being like, ooh, sticks and stones. My feelings get hurt all the time. I walked away from that situation feeling like a bitch a little bit. But weirdo has never hurt my feelings. I, I re- this actually, there's an, oh God, now I'm remembering all of my car. I've had a lot of tiffs with park with men over parking spaces yes i oh fuck when you were on the phone with me damn this is like a constant holy shit but i this is the only time the one that you just told the story you just told the only time where i was at fault right no you're in the right on this this guy was trying to um claim a stake to a parking spot when i lived in my old apartment and it was like a very hard street to find parking and i always parked in that spot which does it doesn't matter it's not like it's my spot but i was like i've never seen this guy before and he's just standing there there's like no car he's just and i go excuse me and he pretends not to hear me i'm like you're in the middle of the street and so i just start (laughs) (laughs) mind you you started the story by i am 100 but i like i don't i just kind of move in like to indicate to him that i'm pulling in right and then i go what are you doing and he goes this i'm saving this spot and then we get into it. And I'm like, you right. can't do that. Like, I've never seen you here before. Right. I have a car. <laughs> you, I have no idea where your car is. And then uh, we get into it. We're fighting. And then I go, I, I just kind of lose it. And I go, you have a weird face. <laughs> and the energy and life from his face just left his No, body. when you get hit with, like, a weird insult, it because, bur- like, you if you just call someone an asshole or yeah. a dick or a pussy or yeah. whatever, you, it's, it rolls off the back because you're like, oh, you weren't thinking about that. When you say weird <laughs> face, it's like, you, you, it went through a filtration process where you had to, for a second, go, how do I actually feel yeah. about this guy? Yeah. And those fucking sting. Those really hurt. Yeah, I mean, I remember telling you, like, oh, I wish I had some i had said something more articulate and you were like no that's brutal it was so much better i mean when people try to be fucking articulate in an argument they always come off as being a dumb cunt i just mean by articulate i mean like more you know incisive or something like, no that was that was great yeah. if you were any more incisive again i think like it has this effect where when you try to insult somebody, it's actually really hard to really get somebody. It's like like when you know the whole Death Star thing where it's like a big object, but there's like only a 10 foot by 10 foot space that you can jam mm. something through. If you went any bigger than that, I think that it wouldn't really affect the guy. If yeah. you were like, you're a bad dad or whatever. I think it's just yeah. too much for him to process. Right. But weird face is just like nine feet by nine feet. It gets like right the fuck there's into that little There's also an target. element of it, which is... It makes him wonder for the rest of the day what is weird about my face. It's no, it's it's if you want to hurt someone's feelings, which I do not, I is is taking the lower ground. But sometimes but if they it's do funny. something to deserve it, like I would tell Hitler he had a weird face. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that would stop everything from happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he'd would... be looking at himself in the mirror instead of <laughs> giving Doctor Mangle directions. Yeah. Goebbels is like Hitler. What are we doing today? And he's mm-hmm. like, I think I will take the day off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I. I will mean, take they the do day say off. those guys kind of ran the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 beautiful the ship. Mm-hmm. That's what they called it. Mm-hmm. Um. So wait. I wanted to get into more. So when you moved to L.A., had you already been doing stand-up in Colorado is where you started? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even want to say I started in Colorado. It's like I did a few shows at my college. Yeah, yeah. Like little sets. I did those. I I was doing open mics, too, at the time. But I was also part of, like, a college stand-up comedy, like, troupe or whatever. 
and it was so I was the one of the only people there. I think probably the only person there that was also doing open mics. So all of them would just do the shows mm. there. And they I thought in my head I was like, "Oh, this will be cool. They'll all think I'm cool." They fucking hated me. Well, you me. still were wearing that floral snapback. I was, no, no, no. Oh, we were done with that. This was after I had gone through like full depression mode. I like whenever you, I think you put on like a false persona. I don't know if you've ever had this point in your life. But I think whenever you put on a false persona, it is a ticking time bomb for like a massive depressive episode. And it was just it just like fucking hit me like a Mack truck at one point where I was like, this is not you. What are you doing? This is bullshit. That's like, so sad. Yeah, it was it was sad. But I, I find the same thing when my friends get into relationships that are like started on faulty premises. You always I, I think people do this all the time where it's like you get into a relationship where it's like, oh, yeah, like. This person's like cool. I maybe don't want to actually date them, but I will just to have whatever experience mm. I want to get from them. So tick, 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 tick. It's never me. Over probably, and that's a good thing. But over long enough, it's happened to me twice. Over long enough amount of time, you fucking pay for that. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah, I mean, I look at people who are in relationships sometimes, and I'm like, why? Like, why are you two still together? How? Oh, yeah. Well, I think because you get into habits, you get into like this habit thing where it's like you wake up every day, kiss the girlfriend, you kiss the microphone, you kiss the microphone, and then you you turn to to your girlfriend and you go, yeah, it's staying. (laughs) Yeah. You talk into your girlfriend and you kiss the microphone and, uh, and you just get into those patterns where you start like not being able to conceive of a world. It's codependency. It's kind of codependency in a way. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to, that word, I think it's a little bit overused, but I, I think in those cases, like, it is a mild form of codependency yeah. where it's like, I need my life to be structured around this person's existence. Mm-hmm. And if they're out of my life, even though I'm not really enjoying it, it, it all comes from people not having their own shit figured out before yeah. getting into a relationship. Yeah, or not having their own identity outside of a relationship. I mean, you see that a lot in Al-Anon where people who are dating or married to alcoholics, they don't want to leave them because they don't know what it's like without them. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Al-Anon. You started going there recently. Like four or five months ago. I went in like late October. What is it for people it's who don't know? It's um, for like friends and family of someone who's an alcoholic, but you don't, it's weird. You don't really need to have someone in your life who's an alcoholic. It can be alcoholism can be a stand in for like any type of codependency. Like if you have, a, you know, like a one guy in the program has a son with a borderline personality disorder and he always wants to like control his son. And so it's about like setting boundaries. And yeah, so also just backtracking a little bit. So codependency is basically like the experience of a person who relies on someone else for like their own personality needs basically like they need another person in their life to lean on is that codependency i i I mean maybe that's part of it for some people i think my perception of it is more like you can't let people make their own mistakes or like their happiness is your happiness so like i used to date someone who was really bad about remembering to like pay things on time or like he would get a parking ticket and like if you didn't pay it by a certain amount of time it would go up right and i would be like are you gonna pay it like did you pay it today and like eventually he didn't right so it's like my prodding didn't even work and then it went up and like i took it to mean to be a personal failure on me right and it's like no people have to make their own mistakes and like his 
you know, happiness, financial stability, like all these things. It's not like we were married. Like it shouldn't affect me. So it's really just, I don't know, a program that helps people learn how to detach. Right. Form of like, so it says uh, codependency is a theory that attempts to explain imbalanced relationships where one person enables another person's self-destructive behavior, such as addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility or underachievement underachievement is a really funny so you're just funny. dating a loser yeah. <laughs> like i'm sorry like, we're you, codependent you're a loser and you're making me feel like a loser <laughs> and it's like no you can actually date a loser and still be cool yeah and see, i've done it it's so funny i'm glad i i do learn a lot doing this podcast just because you have to talk about stuff and some of the stuff you start talking about you realize like oh i don't really know a lot about this yeah. codependency for i've known that word for like four years but exclusively just because a white lady would say it and then i would kind of nod and go yeah that makes sense but i never really knew the actual definition of it yeah it's good to know so how does Alanon help you with that i mean like when people don't live up to my expectations, it makes me re-examine what my expectations are. Like they they say this thing in the program that's like expectations are just resentments waiting to happen. Right. So it's like if someone lets me down, it's like it's not their fault. It's I have to, you know, re-examine what my like why I have those expectations and. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm not doing a good job of explaining. No, th- that's that's when when someone lets you down. I feel it's it's a it's really. It's like I used to take it as a personal thing. Like if someone let me down, I'd be like, it's because I'm not talented enough, funny enough, pretty enough, and or like if someone didn't want to date me, like that was the thing that used to really destroy me. Like if sure. someone didn't want to keep seeing me, I would I would be like, I have to work out more. Like I have to, you know. I don't it's because I don't look as good as their ex and it's like no actually I my own person and yeah it, it's the, not taking things personally it's that's what that's what it is it's so it's, huge in a nutshell a program teaches you how to not take things personally well because it's like what people don't really like I think examine a lot me included is like when you take things super personally like the root of it is narcissism yeah, but you it but totally you think is. it's self-hate it's, like yeah. you think and People, by this is another fucking huge issue. People see self-loathing as this like heroic act sometimes. No, it's so narcissistic. Yeah, it, it's 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 like, like this really. Thing. I think that the reason why this person who's going through a lot won't date me is because of me. Right. Like it's so. I mean, it's like an ego death program. Right. And right. It's like yeah. It's a someone who's an alcoholic isn't drinking to excess because they want to hurt you. Right. It's because they're sick. And they fucking love brew. And they have a more happening social life than you. And you're a loser. <laughs> and you're a bitch. Yeah. And you got to start funneling some fucking Coors Light down your yeah. gullet. No, I don't know. It's just cool. You like meet so many different types of people. And it's nice to hear other people's stories and be like, oh, I'm I'm not the only person with problems. And right. there are people in the world besides me. And like my problems aren't that bad or like my problems are actually very common you know what i'm so happy about is i have not heard someone genuinely say comedy is my therapy in a very long time and i think that's very very good i mean it's such a stupid it's the dumbest thing of all i mean if comedy was therapy and you look at the people you go this is like the least effective form of therapy of all time comedy is like therapy like i do it for an hour a week yeah 
And I never get better. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to pay so much so money. So much money out of pocket. And, and then they give you a super bill at the end of the And there's always only one other person in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nodding to yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Going, mm. Not laughing. <laughs> Not laughing. <laughs> um, we, uh, there, there were other things that I want to ask you. When you moved to Los Angeles, did you move uh, right to the east side? Um, no, I lived with this hoarder named, oh, I guess I can't say her name. No. It's a really funny name. Janet. No, because her first name and her last name were the same, but it was spelled differently. Okay. Jeanette, I'll, Jeanette. I'll use a different, yeah, it was like Jeanette, Jeanette. Yeah. Um, and I remember once asking her like, wow, why did your parents decide to name you Jeanette? Like when, you know, their last, your last, and she's like, no, I, my, my late husband's last name was Jeanette. And I'm like, so you had the choice to keep your old last name or change it to make it so that you had a name that your or your first name and last name would be the yeah. same. She was like, yeah. Anyway, Ride or die of the fucking century she was in right her there. 60s. She was a hoarder. Let's it was go. really bad. Yeah. And it was in West Hollywood right below the Sunset Strip. Well, she was a hoarder because she had to get everything in the house twice. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the bed bed. I'm like annoyed chair. that I didn't think of that. So right, it okay. pisses me off. Um, and she had converted the living room into her bedroom. So I had to walk through her bedroom to get to the kitchen. And I remember once I found a thing of Altoids that it had expired in 1999. Oh, yeah. And this this took place in like 2016. And I was like, Jeanette, do you want these? I was like joking. She's like, oh, no, throw those out. And I'm like, no, but you kept them for a reason. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like I'm making fun of hoarders. But she was a landlord and she sucked. And yeah, also. Not, hoarding is like, I feel bad for people who have it. This woman, she wasn't bad because she was a hoarder. She was, that's part of her. Problem. Right. Are you and me perfect? Are we perfect? No. Yeah. Yes, we are. No, I, you can talk about shit like yeah. that. You're not dis- disparaging no, I know, somebody. But I was talking You're to- talking about an interesting idiosyncrasy of a person's life I guess as it an was individual interesting that she didn't think that she was a hoarder yeah like i feel like people who have well maybe not but a lot of people who have illnesses are aware of it and they're sure like, i justify it this way like sure. i know that i have anyway i was talking to my friend who has a brother who's a hoarder and i it, it was it's like a very sad situation and it just made me start thinking about them hoarding is such an interesting one because i've never known anyone who hoards and i really it really does make me go like oh interesting my dad used to uh my dad used to have a like guy who he would go over to the house and clean up and stuff mm. like and the dude that dude was a hoarder but it wasn't like packed to the brim mm-hmm. it was just like so cluttered mm-hmm. and i remember going over there as a kid but this is this is why it's kind of good to have words like that because hoarder is definitely one where it's like that's a good one because there's yeah. so many motherfuckers who are like that <laughs> there's so many people who are like oh it's like a whore but then tlc needs to make a fucking tv show about it immediately they do and like ruin it yeah that's what i'm saying there is a tlc no, that's what i'm saying like tlc made a tv show about it right oh, after oh, oh. and like kind of ruined it for everybody no i love that show but I do feel like it, it forced people to be like, oh, my grandma has like several knickknacks. Oh, She's such I a hoarder. I don't think so. Because you see those episodes and you're like, wow, they can't. But, you can't walk across the room. But I think like, I don't know. That that shit is always strange to me. Like the TLC level shows. Because on one end, like I think it does highlight certain things about like society and people's issues that are good and interesting and that if you expose people to it, like there is a chance that someone looks at it and goes like, Oh, that's like my grandma. That's like my mom. Maybe there's a word for this. 
But I think the vast majority are watching it more as like a, ooh, at least I'm not like that. At least yeah. I'm not that fucked up as a person. It's very strange. I don't know. I think I watch it and I'm like, this is a sickness. Like, these people really need help. It's not a choice. And if I end up having a neighbor or someone who's a hoarder, instead of being like, oh, why does that purse? Like, that's so gross. You're going to put a video camera in their I'm face. I'm more prone to be like, um, okay, let's get you on television. <laughs> let's get some ads going yeah. here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've never, I've, I've very luckily never dealt with a hoarder. All the people in my life don't have any things, which is nice, <laughs> which is very, it's very good. It's a, a much dishes, better situation. They've been a lot of dishes more put away recently. Um, so we have a couple of questions. Uh, we're going to switch over to the Patreon here. If you're not subscribed to the Patreon. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? It's $5 a month. Are you kidding me? $5 a month? On you, you're probably uh, you probably are living kind of paycheck to paycheck right now anyway, and can't take any more well, financial if, strain. If you if you are concerned that maybe you could become a hoarder, get rid of your money so you can't uh, buy new stop things. Stop hoarding your fucking money. Yeah, five dollars a month for the Patreon, or just do it for one month. And then cancel do it. it. For one, I would much rather. Or <laughs> here's the thing. That's what I do. Do it for one month saying you'll cancel it and then forget about it and then keep paying it, not enjoy any of the content that I put up there. And uh, that's kind of the best case scenario. Yeah. I do like. Quickly. Tell the people where they can find you. Oh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. A more underscore or less. Yeah. Just one O. I'm going to put it in the. Uh, the description so of this why too. did you make me fucking embarrass myself because they, they people like it when you say it people like oh, it yeah. like people okay. like it coming out of the horse's mouth mm. okay so we're gonna we got some questions we're gonna switch over to the patreon thank you everybody for watching 